On Racing HQ, Monday's Experts, studying the form of racing's characters. Monday's Experts, he'd have always got the good oil, pity you can't put a bet on at the finish of a race. It is time for Monday's Experts on this Monday, of course, the 21st of August. And for those that have been following, last week on Racing HQ, we had our massive Kosciuszko tour, our Racing HQ Kosciuszko tour commenced where we went to Mwollombar and Lismore. And this week, we're off to Dubbo and Parks, of course, promoting not only those two towns, promoting the fact that you can buy your $5 Kosciuszko tickets, but also showcasing some of the trainers in those particular areas. And in that Dubbo area... You've got the name Clint Lundholm, a name that's been synonymous with the Western Districts for a long, long time, that Lundholm name. And he joins me now for a bit of a chat about his life and what's ahead. G'day, Clint. Morning, Dave. How are you? Very good, mate. Good to talk to you. Do you like having a yarn about yourself? (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs) It's been a good story, mate. Tell us. We'll go right back to the start and we'll work our way through. So you grew up in Canamble? Yeah, mate. Yeah, no, grew up there. I went through school. And um, eventually made my way to, you know, being an apprentice with my grandfather. Um, you know, like you said, the, the Lundholm name. So I was able to do an apprenticeship with him and be a job. And, and tell us a little bit about, I guess, about school, mate, uh, and about that, that time of your life. So um, do you remember your first, or did, what's your first memory of being around the horse? Uh, been around a horse, I think, oh, I'm afraid I was a very young age. You know, you grow up out in these western sort of parts, that's all we had was horses and um, yeah, no, so you practically grew up on the back of one. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, so obviously you, that was for your multiple premiership winning grandfather, Johnny. What was it about Johnny that you, I guess, learnt and loved, mate? Uh, because uh, no doubt you would have been watching as a young fella how he trained, how he was around his horses. So what were some of the things you picked up? Oh, uh, look, my grandfather, he was an absolute legend. <laughs> Can't say enough about him. Like, uh, he was my idol and... Always, um, you know, trying, that's why I'm in the game, like trying to keep the name going and uh, make him proud. And I think we're doing a good job. But um, look, mate, he, he was just a dead set horseman, gentleman. Um, you know, they're a dying breed, the old gentlemen's. They're, they're, not, they're not about as much anymore, but still, he was just one of them blokes, mate, that just knew what he was doing and great with horses. They certainly are, mate. Uh, obviously, I don't know if you've heard me talk about my grandfather a lot, but I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you if it wasn't for him, and I'm tipping you wouldn't be doing what you're doing and talking to me if it wasn't for Johnny. Yeah, 100%. What about the, you know, you, you, you're growing up and you, you go into the riding side of things. Was riding always the way you wanted to go t- to kickstart things, or was that your entry, or were you more interested about training? Tell us about that decision you made as a youngster. To be honest, I had no interest at all. <laughs> so why'd you was, go into it, to the, to it the was, riding side? Um, well, a mate of mine that I grew up with was, um, or both of them, uh, Cody and Luke Morgan. They both went into the riding side, and I grew up with them through the rodeos, and they were great friends. And my dad's at the rodeos, and you know, I just, I just seen them go into it, and I thought, how, how easy is this? My, my grandfather trains. I'm mad not to have a crack, and um, so that sort of made the transition to go into and having a go at riding. Um, and obviously, it's got too big, so I only got three and a half years out of it, but. It was, um, yeah, it was one of the best things ever done. What did you learn then? So obviously combining what you learned from Johnny or what you were picking up from watching Johnny around the stables and, and obviously other stables, what did you learn at your time riding about the horse differently to, to maybe saddling one up or or just watching back? 
I can tell you it's bigger headaches being a trainer. <laughs> it was easier, easier to be a jockey, get off its back and uh, forget about it. But um, no, look, uh, I don't know, mate. It's, it's a pretty hard question, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you find that, because you still ride them work now, don't you? You still jump on? Yeah, yeah, no, I still ride a few, but I'm very lucky at the moment. We've got a really good team. Um, I've got sort of five or six riders. I've got another five or six on the ground. Um, but no, we're, we're a very strong team, mate, and um, they're, they're doing a great job. You not only obviously learn from Johnny, um, your grandfather, and we're chatting with Clint Lundholm this morning as well on, uh, on Racing HQ and on Monday's Experts, but you spent some time with Michael Mulholland, Peter McCauley, Mark Jones, Peter Nestor as well, another name. So you're absorbing all this different information everywhere, aren't you? Yeah, of course I was. And I um, actually, when I moved to Dubbo, I was with Johnny McKinnon, um, so, you know, I was very lucky. I had a very, very short stint with Gay Waterhouse. I was, I was a uh, country boy and got homesick pretty quick, so I come home um, as quick as I turned up down there. But, um, no, mate, like like you say, you're always absorbing. Um, there's always something going on. And, look, my old man, he, he was he's probably he was probably the backbone of it all. He, he, uh, he was a steward uh, for many years and then um, obviously worked underneath my grandfather, uh, for a long, long, long time. So he was he was always my probably my biggest supporter. Do you remember though from a riding perspective that day at Gilgandra, Memorial Cup Day where you rode Royal Chapter? Yeah, I do. I still got the trophy. The owners were um were good enough to give me the trophy on the day and uh I still remember going across the crossing there at uh, where the where the golf carts go onto the track and I had Darlun on, on the stable mate inside me and he's go now boy, go now. And just um, yeah, winning, winning be a nose. I've got the photo too. I still swear to God, I got beat. But anyway, they give me the they give me the win. They give you the win. So you you can remember the day like it was just yesterday. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. That's been sensational. What about your foray into training? So tell me how that all came about, mate, and obviously why you decided to set up base in Dubbo. Because uh, no doubt you would have had a lot of options on the table. I know you your family's obviously from that western part of New South Wales, but. You know, when you're a trainer and you're setting up your business, you could have set that up anywhere, but why was it Dubbo? Just so centralised, and you could see that Dubbo was a place that was moving forward. Um, and, you know, I, obviously I'd moved down here when I was about 16. I think I got to Dubbo, and um, I sort of made it home, you know. So we we decided to set up here. I got got an offer um, long after I'd been riding uh, by Dave Ringland to, to break in a few horses and do a bit of training for him, for him and... I thought this is an opportunity I can't pass up, so I took him took him up on the deal and um, just kept building up from there. And obviously, it's been a success. How many have you got in work now? Uh, I've got about thirty seven in work at the minute. Um, I'd like to have a few more. It's uh, you know, obviously, you got big numbers, big team. Uh, you need the numbers turning over all the time. You make a wage, but uh, we're probably a little bit light. But we're we've got a few to come in, and we'll, we'll, we'll you know build them back up again. That day at Canamble with the country championships, uh, where you got the, you finally got it done. That must have been a ripper. Oh, that was the biggest weight off my shoulders. <laughs> it's uh, you know always a bridesmaid, but um, look, he, he's a very tough horse, and look forward to him returning to the stables. It was a massive day and a huge effort by the team to get him to the races. And what about the Kosciuszko, mate? Obviously, it'll roll around. No doubt, plenty of people in the western part of New South Wales, or for that fact, all of New South Wales. Are buying their tickets, they'll then have you know those fourteen slots up for grabs. Have you got something you you'd like to try and sneak into the race? No, mate, we, we'd be dreaming. We've got a couple of young horses there that are on their way through, but they they've got to prove themselves. So 
a little horse like Raging Rush. He's, he's nine starts, five wins, I think he's done. Um, but still, they've got to prove themselves to go, get down to the city. I would love to have had listened to the band back for it. That was the idea. But I think more time in the paddock for him, the better. He's, he's a, a ripper of a horse and want to give him his um, opportunity to try and get back to the to the races. So uh, we've left him in the paddock. All right. So listen to the band still in the paddock, but Raging Rush. So the, you've got a horse there. I guess you get to that point or pivotal point where you could either press the button and, and maybe bring him to town or showcase him some more. And you never know. Uh, an owner or yourself might pick up a ticket and you go, right, I'm, I'm going to throw you in the deep end here. How do you sort of manage that then? Manage the expectations of the owners and yourself for a horse like Raging Rush? No, well, that's that's the idea. We want to get down into the city with him this time. He's done a great job out out west and uh, in the central here. So um, we've got some plans for him. And you know, like you say, like I say, you, uh, you're allowed to dream, and we'll, we'll shoot him into the city and see how we go. What's it like coming down for those highways, mate, and getting the chocolates? Jesus Christ, they're hard enough to win. <laughs> uh, if it's a- you know, if it's not a barrier, it's the weather that's against you. So we took uh, Star Kings down on Saturday and thought he was a, a nice chance. He's a nice horse, but, um, yeah, obviously the, the, the weather come, it was a wet track and he just didn't handle it. But, look, they're great days. Everyone loves getting down there. All the owners, they turn up and um, great prize money. And uh, we'll be back down actually this Saturday with the little horse caught in for here. Had three starts for the stable for a second and two wins, so... We'll bring him down for a crack on um, on Sunday. We're chatting with Clint Lundholm this morning on Monday's Experts. Clint, what about uh, the future for you? So obviously you mentioned that you you want to get more in work. How much room have you got to expand there at Dubbo? Oh, we can stay with 45. Um, but, you know, we, we're obviously using uh, Kylie Kennedy. She's been a, a great supporter of ours and she's a um, she's been doing a lot of pre-training for me and uh, helping out, and she's doing a great job out there at Narromine. It's only sort of 20 minutes up the road, so it's nice and close. It's very handy. Um, so her and Ricky, her partner, Ricky uh, Blewett, the picnic jock, he's, uh, they're doing a great job for us. So we've always got the room where we can send horses to her, pre-train them, and um, shoot them back into our stable. So always got the room. Mate. I'll find a treat of time too if I have to. <laughs> 100%. I mean, that's what you want. But then you also, I guess it, it's a bit different these days in terms of maybe horses you might have taken in the past, you sometimes can't because it's so competitive now. The quality of horses improved right across the board, hasn't it? Yeah, it sure has. And it's, it's, made, it, it's made it difficult, but it's made you grow. Um, obviously, you'd see on, online, I'm buying a lot. Um, the syndicates these days are... Uh, are just massive. Um, like owners back when I was with my grandfather that had that, you know, three or four horses in work at 100% each horse, uh, they're not about anymore. You know, it's, 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 it's very expensive to have a horse in work. So what they're doing is buying their 10 and 20% shares in these, these horses I'm buying online and having multiple horses in work across the board. And um, it's working really well for them. And we've been very lucky. We've been able to find some really nice horses online. Yeah, you did have a good day yesterday at Narromine. You got the second and obviously not a bad idea. Um, got the chocolates as well, uh, Zipyard, Sky Fortis. So those days on those on those certain days where you've got a big team in, when you can come home with some winners, it's always good for the stats, isn't it? Oh, mate, I've still got a headache this morning. <laughs> it, was, it was a great day and we, we, we turned up knowing that we had some really nice horses in. But again, it's racing. Anything can happen. Obviously, deal breaker. Very short price favourite went out and got rolled, and um, but he, he's a nice horse in the making uh, for the punters out there. Keep an eye on him; he's a really nice horse. He's just a little bit hot, but once he settles into his rhythm, he's um, he's going to be a very nice horse. 
but yeah, for the rest of the team, mate, they've done a great job to bring home three winners and take home the feature cup. They're uh, very, um, yeah, they're a powerhouse, my team, mate. They're working really hard for it, and um, it showed last year in the results. And it's good too that obviously they uh, they have those, uh, you know, the ability to work hard, play hard. I like that. <laughs> yeah, no, mate, we play hard. So it, was, it was good fun, but we had some owners out with us, and um, now we had a few drinks. It was good fun, mate. What's happening with that good Oshag Quasimoto? Uh, he's still in the paddock, so he'll be back this week. Him up, um, get cracking again. We either shoot for the stars, or do we just go and win a maiden? He's the uh, <laughs> one of the most wealthiest maidens in the West. I think he's got about ninety grand to his name and hasn't won a race. But, yeah, uh, he's he's on the comeback, mate. We're, we're looking forward to it. He's a he's a ripper of a horse, and um, just got to decide what we're going to do with him. But you yeah. know, obviously, got to think the championships in the back of your head. He's, he's a dead set fourteen hundred meter horse, and that's rocking around next year. So if someone won their ticket, if he came out and, and you know, won really well first up, and then obviously, uh, you know, you, would you be tempted if someone rang you up and said, hey, I want this horse for the Kosciuszko? You just couldn't have him ready? In... Wouldn't have him ready in time. Yeah. Uh, he wouldn't be ready in time, though. What I was sort of thinking is um, either the Gold Coast again, we go back up for a crack at the, at the Guineas and stuff like that with him, or... Um, obviously, he'd be back in time as well from that to come back for the championships um, in March next year. So, that, that's our goal. You know, you got that million dollars or half a million dollars down in Sydney. Um, so that's, that's that's probably his main goal. And of course, that particular uh, race meeting—that was the one that was washed out at the Gold Coast um, with Royal Entrance on that occasion. And then you had that—he's run on the Wellington boot was huge. Just, just he just didn't get around Wellington, did he? Nah, I was so confident that day. <laughs> Never been so confident in a, in a two-year-old in your life. And um, he he went super. He just got beat by a better horse on the day, but really chased chased hard right through the line. And um, obviously, we went one one probably too many. Went to the Clarendon down there at Hawkesbury over the fourteen hundred. Second favourite or third favourite, I think he was, and he just just had enough. So um, yeah, it was time to turn him out. But he's running the. Uh, one Magic Millions was super. Everyone thought we won the race. We carried on that much. <laughs> it, was, it was great. I had all the owners around me and jumping around. Everyone's like, oh, did you just win? You know, he runs second. But <laughs> it was um, it was a super uh, super day and a great feeling to be a part of it, you know, down there. And um, no, he's a nice little horse. Yeah. Tell us about, I guess, the future. So, Clint, obviously you've got a, a good team at the moment. You're wanting to expand that. You're trying to chase good horses. He's a horse that can put your name up in lights. Uh, Quasimoto, but what what are some of the things you want to achieve that you haven't already achieved? Um, oh, look, uh, so the goal is, is this year to try and push back into the city a little bit more, have a few more highway horses, um, and just and try and push 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 us down here a little bit more. But look, mate, uh, consistency is the biggest thing. I think that's that's my main goal. I, I really want to keep it consistent. We had a massive season last year. Um, blew blew my past past seasons out of the water. So uh, this year is just about consistency, trying to keep it there. I think we got 74, 75 winners last season, and um, I, I really want to try and keep it around that sort of mark and keep that benchmark nice and high for country racing. I think it's a great um, a great thing for it. It really shows that we're strong out here and uh, we can we can train winners. You've got the good facilities there, mate. Uh, talk us through today. Like people are listening and thinking about getting involved with a horse with you. Tell us about Dubbo as a as a training area. Why you mentioned before how central it is, but there is some good facilities out there, and you can see that by the results. You're getting in town, and others are getting in town. 
Yeah, it's, it's a great facility. I think the biggest thing with it is we've got, they've got a great team here in Dubbo, Sam Fitzgerald, the um, secretary manager, doing a terrific job. He's always looking to expand, and he's, I know he's got a few plans in at the moment with Racing New South Wales, trying to better the place. Our track out here, um, our training track as such, it's it's probably seen its life expectancy and needs an upgrade. So um, he, I know he's on to that. But the team that are working on the track, Damo, um, Josh, they're, they're, they're great boys, and they keep it up to scratch and like you say we're getting results out here Connie had a blowout season last season and um, Snow Rob again trained plenty of winners uh, Mick Maholland they're all out here all the Lund boys they're all training training winners so as, as such as a, as a hub mate it's, they're doing a great job um, and yeah I can't say enough about them mate they're doing a great job Good stuff Clint uh, before I let you go mate and, and wrap it up well, what would a young Clint Lundholm if he was standing in front of an 18-year-old Clint Lundholm, what would you say to him? What advice would you give him? Don't eat and be a jockey for the rest of your life, mate. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was easier. It was easier. But, no, mate, um, look, I don't know what I'd say to him. Stay in school, I guess. But <laughs> I was on the back of a horse very young and I dropped out of school to be a jockey and uh, just kept going forward from there. So, no, mate, I, I love what I do and... Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I just, yeah. Well, it's, I reckon, uh, mate, you'd be pretty positive because that's the way you look at life and it's good to see you getting some good results too, mate. I'm going to be in Dubbo uh, tomorrow night. We're at the Pastoral Hotel. We're on a racing HQ tour, mate. So if you and the team are around and want to come down and have a beer and have a feed, let us know. And on uh, Wednesday morning, we'll be live, mate. So hopefully around Wednesday morning after track work and we can get you out uh, live to the pub, all right? Yeah, no, sounds great, mate. We'll, we'll definitely come and say good day. And um, again, mate, can't thank my team enough. They're doing a great job out there. And for anyone that wants to race with us, um, the numbers there got the, uh, the the website and whatnot. So he chased us up, but they're, they're, we're a good team and we're having a lot of fun. Exactly, mate. Uh, you see those colours popping up all the time. Of course, uh, Clint Lundholm. If you're looking to jump on the website, it's www.clintlundholmracing.com.au and all the contact us infos on there. See you tomorrow night, mate. Thanks, Dave. Really appreciate the call, mate.